The reading this morning is taken from Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Many of you have been very encouraging in your response to the sermons during this time of lockdown. We've not been following a particular theme as such, but really a theme has been to connect devotionally and spiritually and to reflect on the challenges of this time, to hear what God has been saying to us each week. And I trust that this will happen again today as we consider this present time as a Kairos moment for the whole church. Today's sermon will cast a wider canvas, looking beyond ourselves and thinking about the life of our church and also our place within the world as a whole. Now, the passage that we heard just now has great significance for all times. It's a call to effective Christian living every day. It's a call to live as children of the light in a manner which is pleasing to the Lord. It's a call to live carefully and wisely filled with the Spirit, and always thankful to God. And I could take you step by step through these verses, which would indeed be a very worthwhile exercise. But there are just two verses within this passage, which I'm especially challenged about today, and they are verses 15 and 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Making the most of every opportunity, that's the bit that I really want to underline. Now that's in the NIV translation. If we read the same words in the New Revised Standard Version, it says this, be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So the word opportunity has been changed to the word time. And then if we read in the New, in the New King James Version, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Some of you might remember that phrase, redeeming the time, from when we used to read those translations more regularly. 
And it is very interesting indeed because the Greek word for time or opportunity in this verse is the word chiron, which of course is just a different tense from the word kairos and therefore very familiar for our congregation. And the definition of kairos, uh, particularly in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, is a time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action, the opportune and decisive moment. Many of you know that there are two words in the Greek language for time, chronos and kairos. The chronos mindset is that we have 24 hours in each day and to apportion our time according to the various tasks that have to be done. And we get our word chronology from that understanding of time. But the kairos mindset is that God gives us particular windows of opportunity which we need to grasp to the full and embrace wholeheartedly, even if they interrupt our chronology of what we thought we might be doing. In the life of Shirley Baptist Church, one such time was when we developed our new buildings in 2012-2013, and following that when we opened the Kairos Coffee Shop in 2014. And I have to say that I am really missing my Kairos cappuccinos at the moment. They are the best. We trust and pray that it won't be too long before that coffee machine is functioning again, and the hospitality of Kairos can be offered to our local community. But that time a few years ago was a local Kairos moment, really just for our congregation, as it was God's time for us to take those particular actions. What we're witnessing now is a global Kairos moment for the whole Church of Jesus Christ. The chronology of our lives has been interrupted, but a Kairos moment is here for us now. Just a word about the context in which these words come within the passage. We're called to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. What does that mean? Well, Dr. George Caird, who was a lecturer in Oxford when I was an undergraduate there, in his commentary on this text, he suggests that in the early church, the new age of Christianity had begun and it was spreading fast, but it was against a backcloth of an old order which was failing because of its own corruption and because the devil was active, though knowing that his time was short. If that was true in the first century, how much more true is it in the 21st century? Because against the backcloth of failing regimes across the world, the church is now able to proclaim a new order a new way of life in which Jesus Christ rules supreme. Against the backcloth of so many uncertainties, the church is able to proclaim with confidence that Jesus Christ is a sure foundation, the anchor for our lives. Against the backcloth of a time when uninterrupted progress in the global north has been dramatically stopped, the church is able to offer a different set of values based on the life and teaching of Jesus. And against the backcloth of suffering and death, the church is able to offer a message of life and hope. We are living at a moment in the world where people are asking huge questions about the meaning of life, and we have a unique opportunity to share what our faith means to us.
So what are the particular opportunities which this global Kairos moment is offering? I would suggest that there are four. And the first is this. It's an opportunity to rediscover the essence of church. Some words again from Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20. There Jesus said, where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. The essence of church is not its physical structures or its program or its activities. The essence of church is people who have found faith in Jesus Christ and live with the truth of his word and in the power of his spirit. And we've got a golden opportunity now to rediscover the essence of church. Church buildings all across the world are closed, but church communities are very much alive. There is a lot that we're missing, while so especially while social contact beyond those in our own households is so limited. But we can come together as twos and threes on the phone or in other forms of digital communication. We can encourage one another. We can pray together. And that is bringing us back to the very heart of what church is all about. Two or three people gathered together in the name of Jesus. I had one such call this week with the associate vicar at St. James's Church. We are missing our regular prayer times together and wanted to catch up on what we're both doing. And it was great to be able to do that. And then secondly, an opportunity to re-evaluate what we do. I was grateful to my friend Ken Benjamin for the illustration about settings on your phone. When things go slightly wrong on your phone, one possible solution is to do a restart. It just seems to settle things down and everything comes back as it was, nothing lost and hopefully everything working okay. But if you're planning to pass on your phone to someone else and didn't want any of your selected apps or personal documents to go with the phone, then once you've copied everything somewhere else, then the simplest action is to restore to factory settings. There is a huge difference between pressing the restart button and restoring to factory settings. And it would be a huge mistake for us in the church just to press the restart button. Indeed, every indication is that we won't be allowed to do that. But rather we need to go deeper and find the true heart of church and restore those God-given factory settings of faith, hope, love, of fellowship, discipleship and mission, of being together in the presence of Jesus Christ and finding new ways of making that happen in the different contexts of the months and years ahead. That is an exciting adventure and a great opportunity in this Kairos moment. And then our third opportunity is to live out a whole of life discipleship. There used to be some fairly clear boundaries for many people going to work, going to church, going out socially or staying at home. But in the present time, for most people, all those boundaries have gone. And apart from daily exercise and those who need to travel to work, most people now find that work, church, socialising are all interwoven with being at home. The challenge is to make that whole of life experience a true living out of our faith. Now after Pentecost, which is next Sunday, 
we're going to come back to our thinking which we had earlier in the year about life on the front line. Though this time, in the new themes that we're going to explore, it will be life with God on our front line. And I already feel a huge excitement about what these services might offer to us and how the themes also link very significantly to our church focus of welcome, love, challenge and grow. Fourthly, an opportunity to develop a global perspective. Coronavirus is a global pandemic. Every country in the world is affected in one way or another, and we have a unique opportunity to really connect with the wider church at this time. Technology is a great help here, and so I was pleased to see those videos from Charlie Tom and others from Mercy Mission distributing food to people in local towns and villages who are desperately hungry. In the last two weeks, we've been encouraging our giving to Christian Aid, and the total on the local Just Giving page currently stands at £3,235, the last time I looked, and it's still open to donations. And there are also some fine pictures and beautiful handcrafts on the Create for Christian Aid website, which will raise substantial sums as well. In two weeks' time, we're going to focus on the work of BMS World Mission, and later in June, we're going to hear about Agape. And all of this helps us to realise that we're part of a global church, serving a world in a time of crisis and of change. But the global thinking needs to go far beyond financial aid, to facing the deeper challenges of injustice and inequality, of migration and persecution, of really listening and responding to what God is saying and doing in cultures that are very different from our own, because God is sovereign over the whole world, and we need to see this particular time from a global perspective. Horace Mann, an early advocate of, uh, of education in America, he once said this, lost yesterday, somewhere between sunrise and sunset, two golden hours, each set with 60 diamond minutes, no reward offered, for they are gone forever. Friends, we dare not and we cannot lose the opportunity of this particular moment. We have to make the most of it now. This is a Kairos moment in the world. And how do we make the most of it? By returning to the one whose life gives meaning to our lives, by returning to Jesus Christ we rediscover the essence of church because Jesus himself is head of the church. We're coming to him. We reevaluate what we do because Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. We live out a whole life discipleship because Jesus gave the whole of his life for us. And we develop a global perspective because one day Every knee will bow before him and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so we come to the one who is right at the heart of our faith. And as we draw near to him, so we will be able to use this Kairos moment 
to the full. So let this next song bring you back to the cross, to the one on whom we depend for everything. And after this song, we'll be led in our prayers for other people.